Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Wrestling to X Pod. Again, the code Wrestling to X Pod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zhang. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. My name is Stan C. You've also got Ro Moran and Chino Liao joining us for tonight's stream. No Raf Camus for tonight. Uh, the real world is um, overwhelming him and the rest of us. So, maraming ganap. So, uh, really unfortunate that we can't have Camus tonight. But uh, what can you do? The show must go on. Actually, original plan ako dapat yung wala. <laughs> and then, um, things happened and then now I'm here. So, before then, we... Camus being Camus said, nope, dapat ako lang yung wala. <laughs> yeah. At the last minute. So we got a lot to talk about for tonight. Lots of wrestling talk. Um, daming ganap as usual in the world of wrestling. Uh, so let's quickly run it down before I tell you who uh, brought this week's episode to you. Uh, first off, we've got the COVID-19 spike in WWE. Really big problem over there. Uh, Tessa Blanchard getting fired from Impact. Uh, that's number two. Number three, Fighter Fest and Great American Bash predictions. Number four, uh, we haven't talked about The Undertaker's retirement. And we're going to round things out with some New Japan Cup talk. So it's all wrestling, all right? And uh, before we get to all of that, uh, we have to let you know that this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by Kumu. And Kumu is an app. It's a live streaming app by Filipinos for Filipinos, and you can use Kumu to go live, make friends, and have fun. And we've actually got something special for Kumu uh, because with the pandemic driving everybody apart, it's so important for us to find ways to stay together. And we realize that Kumu is actually the perfect platform for that. And now they're providing an avenue for Filipinos to discover, connect, and network with one another, even despite social distancing measures. It's more than a live streaming app because Kumu is a powerful platform that has changed the way Filipinos network. And with millions of users, Kumu has unlocked the potential talents, partners, and brands by giving them an online avenue to activate more audiences. So at in question, one of the FAQs is how do you earn on Kumu? Here's the answer. You can actually join any of the quiz shows for a chance to walk away with a cash prize. So examples of the quiz shows, you've got the Quiz Moho, you've got the Becky Quiz. There is literally something for everyone. Or you can start streaming yourself. You can grow and engage your viewers so they give you virtual gifts. So 
The more diamonds you collect, the more you can convert to cash. Kumu, where it pays to connect. And now, thanks to Kumu's various brand partners, there are always prizes and benefits lurking around the corner. From promos to discounts to freebies, you're sure to strike a deal at any time. And since I mentioned the deal, we do have a deal here uh, between Kumu and the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. In fact, we have a Kumu account already and we're gearing up for our very first stream live on Kumu. So, Ro, let them know uh, where to find us on Kumu. All right. If you can hear me right now at this time, uh, our Kumu handle is Wrestling Wrestling Pod. That's one word, no breaks, no hyphens, just Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Yeah. So please download the Kumu app, sign up, and uh, add us. Uh, my code din, diba, na galing sa atin, or is that the username na? Um, they just have to follow us for now. For now. All right. So please follow us. So download the Kumu app, sign up for an account, follow us. Uh, that helps us as much as it helps you. So we both get something out of that. And uh, it's going to be really fun because uh, later this month, we actually have a live Kumu broadcast and we are in the process of talking to a very big guest. In fact, I'm going to go out and say, if we get this get, he's our biggest get to date. Oh my God, si Batista. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So there, that would be the day, though. That that would be the day that we get our biggest get ever. Like no, no one could ever top Batista. Oh, guys, Batista. Batista. Lang din siya. Oh, guys <laughs> hashtag Dave for Kumu. Yun yung hashtag natin. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag pwedeng Batista. Ginawa mong Dave. Why? Who's Dave? Batista anymore? He's a Dave Bautista now. That, that, that is true. I guess that's true. I know a hardcore fan because hardcore fans call him Dave. I am a smart. Close, close, kaya, close, kaya. Oh, I am a smart. <laughs> All right. Kumu, guys. All right, so we're really excited for that, and we do hope you can jump on the Kumu bandwagon with us. We're already there. Just follow us at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. And yung sana, sana, we can make it happen. From our humble listenership, we can get Dave Batista on Kumu with a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. All also, right. I just want to give a special shout-out to a separate Kumu stream. That features a lot of comedy Manila talent, that being the Alex Calleja show. Alex Calleja, one of the headliners and heavy hitters of Comedy Manila, has his own stream on there. And kasama niya ibang comics dyan, like Ramon Cabochan and GB Labrador, if I'm not mistaken. So, if you guys are on Kumu, want to check something else out, why don't you check out some stand-up comedy care of the Alex Calleja show? All right. Okay. So uh, right now we're getting a lot of comments, a lot of reactions from our listeners and our regulars. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. Uh, like we said at the top of the show, a lot has happened both in the wrestling world and in the real world over the last week since we last had a couple of streams. And um, I'm going to go out and acknowledge that uh, we know the announcement that came from the PWR page. We know that happened. And um, if anyone's going to ask sa, sa comment section about, about that announcement, um, I can't tell you anything. Ro can't tell you anything because the uh, fact of the matter is we don't know all the details. I so, can't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to get that out of the way because um, we we also want to acknowledge that yeah, we all saw it. Um, I, I don't want to pretend that it didn't happen. Uh, but you know, we, we don't know anything. So as much as um, we want to shed light on, on whatever's going on, we can't. No, no, no. That, no wait, that, let's go out and say you know, we, we know things. But... Uh, we are currently not at liberty to divulge anything about these things. Because uh, um, okay, I'm going to kind of break it because uh, I'm going to say that there are people affected by these things uh, that led to these things. But these people who are affected have not yet uh, 
come out and told their story. So out of respect to them and not to take away any of their thunder, uh, as much as we want to comment, we can't comment. Yeah. You know, let's leave it at that, Madam. Yeah. So that's that's basically um, our input on on that. Okay. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to transition, but we have really no choice. So let's talk about wrestling and let's start with the Undertaker's retirement. Because last week's news, Payon, and we really couldn't get to it because of um, what we did last week on the show. So. Uh, the Undertaker, for all intents and purposes, is retired. Even though we all know, naman na there really is no fixed retirement in wrestling. For ten years, we thought that Shawn Michaels was retired, and then you know, uh, Crown Jewel happened. Bill, ng millions of dollars, and it's like, talaga retired ka. Here's a million dollars. Retired? Couldn't say no. Right. So uh, yeah, um, what are your thoughts on this? Because uh, you know the Undertaker's retirement was uh, was such big news that they, people tried to cover it. Like even uh, outlets that no, don't normally cover wrestling, whether in print or TV or online, they had something to say about the Undertaker hanging his boots up. This actually stems from the bunch of press that he did after the last episode of the last ride, Eric, right? The last episode aired, and for those of you who've seen it, The Undertaker delivers his love letter to wrestling and to wrestlers he's worked with over the years, the crew that he's hung with, and to Vince McMahon and the WWE. He, he, he basically said goodbye to that part of his life because he wanted to focus on raising his family, on raising his daughter, Kaya, and spending the time with his wife and his family in that beautiful ranch he has in Texas. Now, it will only go to base it on that and nothing else. I have a feeling that he's going to stay retired for at least a few WrestleManias. Like, you're not going to see The Undertaker for a while um, on TV as The Undertaker. Mark Calloway, maybe, but not like lights and sounds Undertaker. All right. I, I want to say that I want to say that that's the case. I want to say that Undertaker is really hanging it up, hanging it up for real this time. But I agree with Lance in the comments when he says that if he is faced with some Saudi Arabia money, he might be able. To, I mean, he might not be able to say no. Hey, pal, can you do me a so favor? So I don't have, I don't have any high hopes for that at all. Do you, do you, say if you watch the episode. Where they covered the Goldberg match, even he was so dejected uh-huh. with the whole Saudi deal, right? Na parang ayo, he didn't want to go back to Saudi just because of that one match. Even though he did end up going back to Saudi, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if now that he it's on his terms, pinig ko mas malakas yung kapit niya. It's really funny to me how the Undertaker is the one guy na. Um, you know, he's always been told, uh, he's always been talked about as all about the business, uh, really uh, takes it super seriously and uh, will follow every tradition very by the book and all that. And um, in, uh, I, I guess in a funny twist of fate, he's the guy who retires after winning. I, I thought that was pretty strange, but at the same time, I guess fitting then for his character. I don't know. Um, um, I, I also am of the mind Nasana. Nagretire na lang siya after WrestleMania 33. Like that Roman Reigns match was the perfect ending. Actually, um, yeah. yeah, it was. Well, dapat nga, diba? Diba yun yung sabi niya na ganun dapat yung mga But 
apparently uh, that's not the case. And Vince McMahon couldn't even be asked to respect that he wants to stay retired after that. And that's why we have what we have now. Yeah. I just want to say that if anything, the Undertaker himself acknowledged that his match with Roman Reigns wasn't his best work. And Shepard, he's a victim of himself. He wants to keep putting out the best product possible. possible right? He wants to keep performing at the highest level possible. So that's why he didn't stay retired after Roman Reigns. That's why he had to do matches against Cena and Bray and uh, all those matches that he had to go through. Uh, if anything, the retirement point yeah, was well, in fact his last match with uh, in the tag team with Roman Reigns. Right? That's like, for me, that was the ultimate passing of the torch right there. That was acknowledging that his era was over and it's time for the new generation to take over. Yeah, all right. So big picture tayo. Uh, let's take a look at The Undertaker and his place in wrestling history. Is he the GOAT? Is he on Mount Rushmore? Where does he stand? Because uh, last week, the score uh, released a bracket. Like this is really fun and compelling and nakakainis na bracket because I, I, all of us were super conflicted about how we were going to go about it. So just for fun, because I saw all the comments on my post, I was like, sige nga, try ko nga. And yung final four ko, if I recall this correctly, were The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, kasi biased ako, and Ric Flair, I think. Uh, yeah, parang ganun, yung final four ko. And ultimately, si Undertaker yung nanalo. Even though in my heart, I don't think The Undertaker's the GOAT. But I don't know. Uh, what about you guys? Like, where do you think his place in history is? I don't think he's a super GOAT. Kasi there was a huge part of his career in which he wasn't really the best wrestler out there he was a good character he was a great character and a lot of people really had him as their biggest fave because he was cool he was larger than life if you will but i wouldn't well first of all i hate the idea of mount rushmore's because it's so limiting to four people like there are a lot of people who contributed to uh wrestling being great and i'm gonna yeah. say undertake is one of them especially Siguro in the mid 2000s i mean in the 2000s in general more so than the 90s right so I'm going to say that I wouldn't put him at, as one of the all-timers because there are things that could uh, very well be an argument against his legacy, but I'm going to put him up there as you know one of the greatest legends of all time. If, but if you really have to ask me if he is part of those four people who must be carved in the side of a mountain, then no, not really. I, oh, I would put him up there on the Mount Rushmore of the WWE. Talking about the WWE here, here um, and not wrestling or pro wrestling in general. Um, for me, because of his cultural impact as the Undertaker, for the loyalty that he's shown to the WWE and not having to jump ship and tarnish his legacy. Um, I remember in an episode of After the Bell, I listened to a bunch of Undertaker interviews. In this one episode of After the Bell, he actually told Corey Graves that WCW didn't even want to offer him money because they felt like he wasn't worth it. And that's what solidified his brand loyalty to the WWE. Parang, Jim Cornette na, nobody's going to pay us to watch you wrestle. Diba? So, parang, and with that, it stuck with him and his evolution of the Undertaker character going from the undead uh, wizard to uh, the big evil, American badass, and all that all transformations and permutations um, throughout. So, uh, parang feeling ko, 
and that alone, all those accolades, deserve makes him worthy of being on the Mount Rushmore. Ako, um, just to put a bow on the on the discussion, and anybody who's listening or watching, please feel free to jump in the comment section. Let us know what you think. Uh, but for me, um, I would say that the Undertaker is the greatest character in wrestling history. Like if there, if there's one accolade, I'll, I'll I'll solidly give the Undertaker its best character ever, in the sense that he didn't have to rely on racial stereotypes. Uh, this was a character that was timeless and stood the test of time. Wait, redundant yon. Uh, yeah, uh, it uh, it was it's a timeless character. He was able to reinvent himself and yet stay true to the essence of the Undertaker. Um, kahit na nugin tao siya, he still had the rest in peace shit, and it was very true to who he who he was. And then that stretch from 2004 when he came back at WrestleMania 20 until his retirement, basically, it was a combination of every gimmick that the Undertaker had. So it really showed a natural evolution of that character. So if I had to pick the single greatest gimmick in wrestling history, it would probably be The Undertaker. Okay. Probably, I guess. I mean, people when people think of wrestling, uh, it's good when people talk to me about wrestling and then they're casual fans or people who watched when they were kids, they would always ask me about The Undertaker. And then I think for a lot of people, uh, wrestling, WWF, WWE, is synonymous with The Undertaker. So I think that is one hell of a standard for him to have achieved. All right. Now let's stick to the WWE and talk about the COVID-19 spike, which has been in the news as well for the last couple of days. Um, if you watched Raw yesterday, you probably would have noticed that there were some names and faces that you normally see on, on uh, WWE television that weren't there. For example, they had Greg Hamilton as the ring announcer, Wallace Mike Rome. Uh, you also had Austin Theory, who wasn't there um, over the last week. Renee Young also came forward and said she had COVID-19. Kayla Braxton, Adam Pierce, uh, I think Jamie Noble then. So um, it, it's very problematic now, this situation. And it was never not problematic. Because from the get-go, we already said on the podcast and on Smart Henry and basically to everybody who would ask us, what do you think about wrestling still uh, continuing in the time of the pandemic? The answer has and always will be that it is a bad idea. And yeah. this recent spike is uh, further proof of that. Sobrang bad idea because look at them. Uh, they're already getting a huge spike in positive cases. Now they're scrambling now and actually doing the tests. And uh, I can't imagine the stress and the pressure that the ones with families and you know people who are sensitive to the virus are feeling right now. So now everyone's at risk, right? So uh, can you imagine having to go to work and then uh, not knowing if you're bringing back home a coronavirus to your kids, your family, to your exactly. parents even? Exactly, especially the in-ring talent that have to work with COVID-positive people who may or may not be asymptomatic, who have yet to show signs of the virus. Having to work with that, it's like a, it's like it's it's like Russian roulette with your life, babe. Okay, medyo bobo yun kasi Russian roulette is with life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't know if you're gonna catch it or not, right? You know, you don't know if somebody has it or not. And now that, especially now, that in your work environment, in your immediate vicinity, may mga nag-positive na, and you still have to go to work, parang, come on, man. This is, what do we need to wait for here, for this to straighten up? It's a really bad idea. Uh, Jackie Aris in the comment section uh, saying that she thinks it's also messed up that there are reports that WWE executives are barring talents from disco- uh, disclosing their COVID-19 status. Yes. And then today, oh, yeah. 
So uh, Renee Young said it. Uh, Kayla Braxton has had it twice, and she was open about it. What What can you do? I think. No, I think they're saying that. Sorry, sorry. Go, go, Chino. Go. Sorry. Okay, yeah. so I know the report she's talking about, and according to um, of the stick, and this came from Cultaholic. Uh, not everybody who tested positive for the virus was actually allowed to come forward with it. So apparently, if you're higher up on the pay grade, you come out on TV or you're a producer, you're allowed to say it. But if you're a trainee, like this, this actually came from one of the trainees that tested positive. You're a trainee, you're not allowed to come forward with the test results. And furthermore, WWE is actually going to handle your public relations with regards to coming forward with the disease. So I'm major messed up lang because you're trying they are clearly trying to cover up the fact that they had a full-blown outbreak and they did pretty much nothing about it. Para tayong news viewer ngayon, and I kind of love it. Uh, you know, we, we've got the reports coming in courtesy of our Smart Henry correspondents. Nico Parungo, our AEW correspondent, uh, coming in with the assist saying that reports also say that WWE has told trainees and audience members not to wear masks. And we're going to editorialize it by saying that it is dumb and that it is a bad idea. Uh, we already know that some family members were also allowed in uh, in the crowd as audience members. Yeah, para pa- ng inay. They, they allowed some fans to join the fucking recordings. Yeah, and, and uh, during the tapings, you could see acts like the Street Profits, who were not on Raw this week, by the way, uh, going through the crowd during their normal entrance and high-fiving people. That's human contact. So uh, yeah, I mean like uh if there was a time for the WWE roster to get together and stand, put their foot on the ground and say that they are not gonna risk their lives just to, you know, entertain us. I mean, we're definitely okay with them not risking their lives just for our entertainment. Uh, actually, this would have been it. Actually this would have been well, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. sorry, it's funny that you mentioned that because again, another what culture News um, video states that a lot of the locker room people are not happy with what's going on and what. I wonder and, why. And, and, I don't know. and a lot of them are actually considering leaving the company just because of this. Diba? So if it's they're not com- happy, then if they're not happy, then they should really do something about it. Because now is the chance. The momentum is on their side. Exactly. Say ang daming daming bagong cases, and if they get. Uh, if they get in the way of COVID, if they get COVID at all, if their families get COVID, then I think WWE is liable for this, even though they had consent to, to they gave their consent to work for the company despite these uh, risks. And from the perspective of the sure employees, from the perspective of the employees, hindi mo rin masisi eh, na there's that sentiment na, oh, I'm, I'm really upset, I want to leave, or I'm thinking of leaving, or I have one foot out the door. Because it's one of those situations where as, a, as an individual or as an employee, you feel like your employer is not looking out for you or they're not acting with your best interests in mind. And I think it's only justified for any employee who feels that way to consider looking for a new employer. The problem is, is that this is all happening in the middle of a pandemic. And I yeah. dare say in the middle of a recession. So it, it's really hard to go out and look for a new job. So um, pati nga dito sa Pilipinas, eh, diba? we're, we're also going through our own economic hardship. So... Um, it's not so easy to just say, fuck this, I'm going to quit, I'm going to look for a new job when literally everyone who still has a job is lucky to have their job right now. So it's such a complicated scenario na sobrang anti-worker. No, it's mm-hmm. also, it also could have been so easily avoided. Could have been so, 
it could have been avoided if they just didn't want to be hassled because they needed to produce shows, right? because they because Vince needed to earn that money. Right? So it could have been so easily avoided. And now we're here and now you know it's getting worse. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it also doesn't help now, as Jackie points out in the comment section, a lot of Americans are acting like face masks are also attacks on human autonomy. And I think Loki tweeted something about this as well over the last yes. couple of days. Um, I think it was pretty irresponsible for him to use his platform in that way, especially knowing uh, the, the little info that we know about the pandemic. Um, I, I don't know. Um, not irresponsible lang eh, for, for people to go out and not wear a mask. And um, I'm going to go out and say that the way we've handled our shit here in the Philippines is, is far from perfect. But the one thing I appreciate is that people are going out of their way to enforce rules na magsuot ka ng mask, like yung mga buildings. No mask, no entry. I appreciate that because people are actually going out of their way to take a stand and say that. Especially government offices and buildings, yeah. diba? Yeah. Kung, kung ayaw mo protektan yung sarili mo, sige, go. Go for gold. Buhay mo yan, eh, diba? Pero tangina, wag mo kaming idamay. Don't bring us down with you. I mean that's what. Sorry, are you are you saying that you would rather have people discriminate against frontliners because they wear masks and they get in contact with uh, with uh, COVID patients than people who actively don't want to wear masks because say they feel like it's a there it, it's a breach in their freedom or whatever. I'm not necessarily saying that. What I'm saying <laughs> is, don't be stupid. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm yeah, if, with if you, you want to yeah. go out and risk your life, sure. Don't let me stop you, but don't take me with you. Ganito lang yan, yeah, guys. Kung kayo lang yung magkakasakit, that's fine. You can get sick on your own. But the problem is, you can pass that to other people. And that's, that's how shit starts, right? So, you gotta think about that before you start saying that I can't breathe with a mask on or it's inconveniencing or this is God's way. Don't, don't start that nonsense right now. Kasi lahat tayo magkakasakit eh. Yeah, you're, you're right in saying that. I'm glad that everyone here in the Philippines is aligned, except for obviously mga fans na still think that it's not worth wearing a mask. Yeah. Y'all know who you are. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll stand I am washing my hands off this pot shot. This was not pre recording. I am just saying that in general, the people who clearly are in disregard of common uh, health and safety nowadays want to right. out. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, uh, we got lots more to talk about. We've got the news about Tessa Blanchard's firing on deck along with our predictions for Fighter Fest and NXT Great American Bash and a little bit of New Japan Cup talk. But before we do that... We have to let you know that we've got some new shows uh, dropping on the Podcast Network Asia umbrella. So you've got to check these out. Let's start off with this one. Uh, mga teorya ng pagkahulog. Kay ganda ng panitikang sariling atin. Halina't pakinggan natin ang mga panukala ng mayakdang si Edgar Calabria Samar ukol sa panitikan at panunulat at ang interseksyon ng sining na ito sa pang-araw-araw na buhay natin. So again, that is mga teorya ng pagkahulog. Uh, go check that out. It's really hard to uh, do a podcast in straight Tagalog or even read that oh. blog in straight uh, yes. Tagalog. Yeah, well done, well done. Thank Actually, you, thank you. They, they sent that copy to us and I was reading through it and I was like, 
I'm not reading this. This is too hard. <laughs> and that's why Sempre we need to we, listen to the podcast. Sempre, we, we have to, to do them, uh, do them, uh, uh, do them clean, right? Uh, make sure that we respect what they stand for. I respect yeah, you know, it because it's a different discipline. So congrats. yeah. Thank you, thank you. All right, now let's get to this next podcast, which I'm sure is going to speak to some of, our, some of our friends who are in a different stage in life, particularly parenthood, because parents face many challenges and they have to make sure their child is happy and healthy. And on top of all that, they have to take on work and household duties as well. If you're looking for advice to overcome these hurdles, come and listen to Parenting, hosted by Jelly Victor and JC Alelis. You can get to know the stories of real parents and how they step up to uh, the plate of parenthood. Now, um, I've met JC Alelis as well about this time last year he hosted my best friend's wedding uh really very very engaging personality so i'm looking forward to hearing him in a different uh platform naman as he talks about parenthood now uh the last podcast we gotta let you know about talks about the economy and we all know that the landscape of our economy is constantly changing now you can continue the learning process and listen to first metrosec your weekly investing and trading podcast put hashtag your future first and get in the know about what the Philippine stock market has going on with First Metrosec. All three of those shows are part of the Podcast Network Asia family. You can check them out on Spotify, uh, on Facebook, on their Facebook pages, and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, that is Parent Team, First Metrosec, and Mga Teoria ng Pagkahulog. You know, fun fact, my cousin actually works for um, the investment company First Metro. For... <laughs> So that means you're gonna be listening to the podcast. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe yes. <laughs> so every time, every time I hear stocks or the stock market or stock exchange, I think of Tektite. And every time I think of Tektite, I laugh because that name is the silliest name for a building. I am twelve. <laughs> I am twelve. Hey, you said it. You said oh, it. <laughs> you said it. Not me. All right, so yeah, uh, let's continue on with the wrestling talk. Back to um, the news that happened over the last few days. Tessa Blanchard, former Impact World Champion, uh, has been fired and stripped of the Impact World Championship. So um, she's kind of been under fire even before the hashtag Speaking Out movement blew up. Uh, that's because people have been coming forward and telling stories about how Tessa Blanchard has been allegedly racist and has been allegedly bullying people backstage. But itong issue with Impact, is uh, I, I don't know how much of it is related to that, but I know that it is connected to her no showing young tapings and not even submitting promos for for uh, the match that she was supposed to have with Eddie Edwards. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Uh, she's supposed to shoot content from home. Like she's stuck in Mexico right now for one reason or another. I think uh, she and Daga, the wrestler, uh, they're engaged, and I think they're, I don't know if they're getting married already or, or what, or they're having a prenup. But she's stuck in Mexico right now. And uh, the idea was that she was gonna shoot promos from home, and she was gonna send uh, she was gonna send that to Impact. And there were also attempts to have her come back to the states, but uh, for some reason or another, uh, they couldn't get her back to the states. So with with basically zero visibility on Impact right now, uh, they got uh, nothing with Tessa Blanchard at all, especially with a big show like Slammiversary coming up on July 18th. So that's why they just pretty much cut ties and cut their losses. And I don't know, I think they're doing a tournament for the for the Impact World Championship. It's interesting how this main event part has boiled down to this because aside from Tessa Blanchard not being in the title picture anymore, Mike Elgin also got outed during the Speaking Out movement and now he's no longer 
with the company as well. So that's two of the five people who are supposed to be part of this Fatal Five way for the Impact World Championship. Now, I guess this Actually, is... Actually, you can... Mike... Elgin... Matagal na yun eh. Right. That's the end of confirm or... Yeah, I don't know why they had him on still, despite the controversy he had before. And then now that it, ga- uh, it got brought up again, now they're actually doing something about him. So there is also that factor. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Now they're going to get a tournament for the title. Probably, probably. I mean, tournaments are always good, especially in wrestling. For one thing, they make TV matches matter. Even in first round matches, ng gravity because there's something at stake. But I think it's such a such a shame that it had to go down this way. Now, what an ignominious way for Tessa Blanchard's reign to end, considering how historic it was. Now, uh, you've got a major company putting a woman uh, as its as its world champion, right? So it's really sad. Um, it it's also kind of sad that si sexy star who first achieved this when she was lucha underground champion. Ganun din, um, you know, uh, controversies also uh, followed her and. I don't know. I, I, I just want to have a uh, female world champion that uh, hindi not problematic. I just hope that's not too much so to do, ask. So do we. So do we. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, let's move on to other stuff going on. And this one naman, is geared for, well, tomorrow. So uh, for those of you listening to the audio version, uh, we were recording this Wednesday night. So for the live viewers, this is for uh, basically for us. Uh, let's preview yung, uh Wednesday night shows in the U.S. So you've got NXT, which out of nowhere uh, has the Great American Bash going on. They brought it back for the Fourth of July can weekend, I, obviously. Can I just yeah, say how? Can I just say how petty a move this was is by yeah. by WWE because right ahead. we all know, okay, we're wrestling fans in the know know that the idea. A general gist of Great American Bash came from the late great Dusty Rhodes. Yep. Who happens to be the father of Cody Rhodes, who works for AEW. So if you put two yeah, yeah. together, this is clearly a, a petty attempt by the bigger company to throw shade on the smaller startup. Especially, <laughs> especially it's since. Not just- was actually applying for uh, copyrights that of, of intellectual property that Dusty came out with. One such copyright is the Great American Bash. So why to all of a sudden without any sort of hype or pomp? No, no, no. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I can answer that question. I can answer that question. Um, I don't know. Uh, our, our lawyer friends in the chat, if there are any, could uh, debate could could correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, not only was WWE being petty about the usage of the Great American Bash name, but uh, they also used it to make sure that they were using it so that uh, Cody Rhodes wouldn't have a claim right. to, to say now. Oh, WWE, di mga gamit nene, so akin alam, di ba? Amin na nasa AEW Great American Bash. Okay, so that might be why, but I could be wrong. Uh, pero it really is just to say that they were using it just, uh, right. just to make sure it stays with them. Yeah, if you're a lawyer and you know better, um, especially with regard to trademark or copyright, uh, hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter, at Chino Supersized, at Roiswar, at underscore Stancy. Because you know, um, we acknowledge that we don't know everything, so um, it, it would do us a solid. Okay, with that in mind, uh, let's talk about NXT first. 
the Great American Bash. Um, it's going to be a two-night affair, kind of like uh, AEW's Fighter Fest. And we're going to s- focus on week one muna. Kasi yun yung card na buo. Right? Let's start with the Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match. It's a number one contenders match as well for the NXT Women's Championship. You've got Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai. I think um, this is Dakota Kai's to win because she called her shot saying that she's challenging Io Shirai and Io is kind of baby-facing especially since she's facing Sasha Banks later in the main event or what I think would be the main event. So um, I, I think it's for Dakota Kai to win. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Uh, I don't, for me, story-wise, Dakota Kai has the clearest path here in terms of having a good feud with Io Shirai because... You put her against somebody like a pure baby face and Tegan Knox and Mia Yim. Parang lugi pa siya dun eh. But when you have a clear heel like Dakota Kai, especially since she has Raquel Gonzalez uh, in her corner, parang mas, mas obvious na storyline siya for me. Yeah, I think uh, Raquel, uh, Raquel Gonzalez is going to be the the game changer for this. Uh, I think uh, Raquel has a big future ahead of her. Like, she has his Batista-like potential, and I think that this might be the first step in uh, going forward with that. If not, just to give uh, the Kodakai a big rub, since she kind of needs one right now. All right. Now let's get to the next match. It's a strap match, the first in NXT history between Dexter Loomis and Roderick Strong. Now, before we get to the match itself, I just want to point out that the uh, therapy session segments with Kyle O'Reilly pretending to be the therapist. And uh, Chino, I'm not sure if you noticed this, uh, but yung isang coffee table booked on sa table ni Kyle O'Reilly's office niya is actually the coffee table book of Justin Timberlake. Wow, it's his autobiography. I... So <laughs> it's a blink and you miss it uh, shot. Like you'll actually see the word Stin Timberlake. So you know it's his book. And I've seen the book in person, so I know how it looks like. So nakatwa lang na yun yung coffee table booked on sa office ni Kyle O'Reilly. I like how they're giving the undisputed era um, a lighter edge, so to speak. They're not as serious anymore. They're not just all about having all the belts. They're actually funny now and, and approachable now. Maybe it brings them closer to a face turn. Maybe not. I like it. Okay, I think uh, Dexter Loomis is winning this one. I think he needs a win to solidify his character. I know he he appeared in uh, Backlot Brawl, right? But I think he needs more as well, especially if he's, such a, if he's a talent that's quite on the come up. So he's. I got my money on him. Yeah, sorry, di ko pa nasinagot yun talo. Dexter Loomis. Yeah, pili ko din. Pili ko din si Dexter Loomis. Um, it's kind of weird lang na si Dexter Loomis yung babyface since he's a creeper, right? Yeah. Like, I no, normally I wouldn't cheer so. for that type of character. I think he's a badass though. Don't get me wrong, but he's a creeper. No, I don't think he's a face. I think, I think napaka gray ng feud nito. Like a lot of a lot of characters on NXT are very gray, and this is included. Okay, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from, and I think I get that. Na parang when you look at it, yung kinidnap nga naman was the undisputed era, and they're the ones suffering from trauma. So in a way, siling kawawa, pero dahil kupal sila before, parang there, yeah. there's that shade of gray. That's where I'm basing this off of. They, Jester Loomis only kidnapped the undisputed era because they tried to interfere in the match of the Velveteen Dream, diba? So when it's not happening, it's not Apple to Dexter Loomis. So there's like, and there's what, it's like a chicken and egg thing, right? It's always, it's the norm in, in wrestling and especially in NXT because one story will always lead into another, right? 
essentially. So in that sense, I still don't, I still can't grab onto the idea that this supposed serial killer is the face. I, I wouldn't say na serial killer agad. Maybe stalker. Um, maybe maybe psychopath. But yung serial killer, wag mo na. Okay. Not no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I think that's where it's going naman talaga. Kasi uh, his original character in Impact, uh, as Neil Cuenca mentioned in, in the comments, is Samuel Shaw. So he's this weird American psycho kind of character. So if Chino says that he's a serial killer, then it's probably that's it's probably where it's headed talaga. Kasi si uh, Patrick Bateman talaga yung peg niya. Oh, di ba? Kasi his first name, Dexter, comes from the TV show Dexter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and Loomis exactly. also comes from uh, serial killer history. Oh, it's a psycho, di ba? Yes, yes. The, the film franchise, Psycho. So, may pinagkukuhaan siyang inspirations. And I like the character. I have nothing against the character. But it's that... Yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. The idea of having to grab onto a dark... Um, a dark figure like that it's, it's, as a face. It's pretty it's pretty sketchy to me. One last thing on Dexter Loomis before we move on. Gusto ko malaman, uh, w- what thought process goes into your head na kailangan mong itato na black lang yung arm mo? Like, um, <laughs> I, I don't understand that tattoo. I don't understand the art. I don't understand the meaning. Like, am I too white? Do I have to like color myself? I I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Actually, yeah. Medyo, yun nga din yung... It's a, it's the the blackout tattoo that you speak of on his yes. left arm, right? But that's an art form in itself. Eh? Like I've seen, I don't have any tattoos myself, but I like looking at tattoo art, and that's actually one of the the things that attracts me to tattoos. It's, it does the blackness, the starkness of it. It's just it's it's something that that basically psychos do. <laughs> it's not really cool. Well, I think his tattoo is pretty cool. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. I want to know if anybody's listening to this who's more well versed in tattoo art. Hit, uh, yeah, hit me up because I like tattoos. I have three of them myself. Hindi ko na That's it. So I'm I'm kind of fascinated by it. I'm fixated by it. Right. Let's move on to the next match on uh, NXT's Great American Bash card for night one. Handicap match: Rhea Ripley versus the team of Aaliyah and Robert Stone. And they have the that if uh, if Rhea Ripley loses. She has to sign with the Robert Stone brand, which yes. I think is going to happen. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Story, no, no. I get where Chino's coming from. Stories like these, you usually think, "No, okay." Uh, it usually it usually goes where the the face is teaming up with a heel uh, against her will, right? So I understand that that could happen, but I think Rhea's too strong for that to happen for her for her to lose to begin with. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. If anything, it'll be an interesting twist on Rhea Ripley's tale. Ah, she's this super, super strong, super over baby face that has to suddenly join this scheming guy's brand who basically needs another person to put him over. Essentially, that's what Rhea Ripley is going to do for the Robert Stone brand. If if the if creative and NXT are serious about making Robert Stone a character worth watching in NXT, then they're going to give him Rhea Ripley. That's all, that's another case. Also, I'm going to say history uh, will speak for itself. Just go back as far as John Cena joining the Nexus. Yeah. Or yeah, joining the Wyatt family. Right? Not very fruitful endeavors, but for the time that these faces 
these well-known faces were part of these well-known heel stables, it had a lot going for them. So I feel like NXT is winding up for something like that. Yeah, uh, Julio San Pedro's on the same page here with you guys. Uh, if they want to keep Rhea away from the title picture and give her something interesting to do, then she'll lose and join the Robert Stone brand. So, okay. Uh, I, I, I get both sides. I still think that Rhea Ripley is going to win because she's too strong on her own. But I, I see where you guys are coming from and um, I'm not going to lie. I'm invested now. All right, let's get to the next one. Oni Lorcan versus, uh, versus Timothy Thatcher. I'm excited to offer this one. Yes, me too. It's going to be so fun. Tim Thatcher, obviously. Tim Thatcher yep. to win. Yeah, yeah but uh, it, it's going to be a fun ride for sure. But somebody's going to break a nose or fucking injure somebody else before this match is over. It's, it's yeah, going to be we're, we're probably going to see some chick let's fly. Um, yeah, I yeah, would like to lose. see... I would like to see some BDSM shit from Tim Thatcher because he's gimmick niya ngayon, di ba? So, <laughs> uh, JK Abniel, one of our uh, longtime viewers from the wrestling, uh, the wrestling gods day, says, "Ever since the lockdown happened, I have liked watching NXT." To which I say, uh, "What took you so long? NXT has always <laughs> been the superior brand." Okay, <laughs> let's close it out by talking about the presumptive main event. Io Shirai defends for NXT Women's Championship against Women's Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks. First, that promo on Twitter. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. Pero sobrang, sobrang hot nung gravure post ni Io Shirai na pasexy siya. But what she says is so menacing. Like, I'm going to break you. I'm going to kill you. And she says it with that smile on her face. Holy shit. Yeah, from an, on the angle. I saw that. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. I like I, I like I like it. I like how they're giving you an edge instead of just a smiling Japanese Josie. Uh, my edge about ever since oh, you turned here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that now, especially since they're giving her, they are confident enough in giving her speaking lines, about which can't be said for all the Japanese wrestlers on the WWE brand. About they're giving her thing, they're giving her things to say. They're giving her a message to speak of. So I like it. I like how they're giving her respect. That said, I'm still going with Yoshirai here. Because Sasha is also, let's not forget, Sasha is also challenging Asuka for the Raw uh, champion, Raw Women's Championship and Extreme Rules, the horror show. The horror yeah. show. Horror <laughs> show. Horror show talaga kasi covid ka. Uh, <laughs> a horror, a horror well, show. Nice. Uh, Jackie in the comment section saying that that EO promo made her gay. I think it doesn't matter where, uh, which way you swing. I think all of us are uh, extremely attracted to EO Shirai at this point. Okay, uh, are, are we all casting our lot for EO? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, for EO. All right, so that's it. That's it for week one of NXT's Great American Bash. Now, uh, before we get to Fighter Fest, we also have to mention quickly that it was reported that Velveteen Dream got into a car accident. Uh, so from what we've read, he seems to be fine, but we also haven't really seen him on NXT TV for quite a while. So yeah, yeah. So uh, that, probably expl- uh, that, that could probably um, add more reasons to keep uh, Velveteen Dream off TV on top of yung allegations against him. All right. Let's move on to Fighter Fest for 2020, and I, eto, I, I love how AEW built up to this. Sobrang organic. Na it, it really reminds me of Lucha Underground. Na specific episodes of Dynamite feel extra hype. They feel extra huge. 
and uh, they've got extra gravitas. So good job AEW for making us care about the episodes in the lead up to this and this particular show. Na yeah, you can't have a big event like double or nothing, or you can't have a revolution. Na meron kayong thousands of fans, pero you have a special like Fighter Fest on network television. So I think it's a good uh, it's a good move on their end. And splitting the card into two nights, it's also great because it's more digestible. Um, it's my breathing room, diba? And it actually is a good opportunity uh, opportunity to book more people. So yeah. that's how it should be done. And I, I can't believe it took this long for someone to figure it out. Can I just say that I, I so I don't watch Dynamite on the regular, but in the ta- off times that I do, I just realized they actually put the results of Dark, that's a banners that the banner roll, that's a Yes, they do. Yeah. Order, right? And then. I I have to say I only realized now that I'm for the talent in W because I think they recognize half the names. No 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 there. those are those are mostly squash matches to say. Um, oh, okay. They okay. they they um our AEW reviewer uh, AEW Dark reviewer Jacob Tamunting, uh when he was still reviewing AEW Dark, so he noted that a lot of the AEW Dark matches are really quick squash matches. That get the regular talent over, right? So that, that's why you don't recognize a lot of the names for the local talents. Na 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 pinudot ng just the job. Yeah. All right. Okay. That makes sense now. Continue. All right. Um, let's preview the card. Uh, before we uh, before we do that, again, uh, Lanstan Ong says, "Thank you, Ja Rule, for your contribution to pro wrestling." <laughs> 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 Ultimate scammer. Uh, actually, mas indelible pa rin sa memory ko yung ano eh, si Andy, the, uh, si Evian guy. <laughs> Sponsored by Evian. Dance, kamukha mo si Andy. Dance. Dance, friend, kamukha mo si Andy. Alright, let's get to the card. Andy was really <laughs> right, let's get to the card. Uh, first off, Private Party with Matt Hardy are taking on Santana and Ortiz. Can I just say, I'm laughing on the Matt Hardy and Private Party. Like, again, I don't watch it regularly. Yeah, my sense, I, man. There's a story there. Okay. Yeah, there is. Matt Hardy has taken Private Party under his wing. He actually oh. says, You guys remind me of a young me and Brother Nero. So there. Oh, okay. Okay. Brother so ever Nero. since then, naging manager na nila si Matt Hardy. Right, because AEW does this thing where they pair um, legends with younger guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think this is this is a toss-up, but I think Private Party is going to win because they have to push them now that people are actually getting invested little by little and you know, they've got the Matt Hardy edge uh, to, to their gimmick. So I think it's Private Parties to win. Yeah, okay, Private Party. Uh, I think uh, Santana and Ortiz are getting this just because it kind of needs him. Kind of needs something to go on. Like I need the inner circle to get something here. Yeah. Uh, no thanks to uh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, it's Jurassic Express versus MJF and Wardlow. It took so because this is a showdown of the future of AEW. Uh, particularly Jungle Boy and MJF, for some reason, parang may chemistry sila eh. and and uh, it it seems like this is gonna be a feud that we'll keep seeing over the years. Parang Cena uh, Orton or Cena Edge. That was my that was actually my match of the night for uh, AEW the pay per view before this. All out, all in, or oh, double or nothing. Double, double or nothing. There we go. And for double or nothing, I really love that chemistry that they had in the ring. So I'm really interested to see uh, what happens here. 
That being said, I feel like Jurassic Express takes this just because uh, MJF won the last match. Para mag sila, para they go longer. Yeah, I, I'm also going to go with Jurassic Express here. Yeah, I'm going to be the contrarian and say na MJF and Wardlow just because um, I think Jurassic Express is the type of babyface uh, character that you can just keep having them lose in big matches and then have that one big win. Tapos it's such a huge deal. So I, I don't think they lose all that much street cred by uh, losing to MJF and Wardlow. Right next up, you've got a uh, you've got the women's world championship match between Hikaru Shida and Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian. Oh, hey, uh, very surprising turn of events. Uh, women's division of AEW, especially uh, with all the injuries. So uh, of course you have Britt Baker who's out, Chris Statlander also injured. So th- that's really unfortunate. And I guess when you have chicken shit and turn it to chicken salad, that means you have to have people who are stepping up. So who good- eats chicken salad? Wait. <laughs> I have a problem with that thing, sir. Because no matter how much mayonnaise you put into chicken shit, it's still chicken shit. Okay? How do you eat chicken shit? Hi, chicken shit? Confirmed. That's right. But yeah, um, I- I'm actually happy for Penelope Ford uh, because... Um, it's an opportunity for her to, you know, just not be yung uh, ringside manager ni Kip Sabian, and it's also a good chance for Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford to slowly step away from the shadow of Jimmy Havoc. Um, it's sad na the super bad squad was beginning to take off, and then the allegations against Jimmy Havoc uh, were brought to light. Jimmy Havoc has since been taken out of TV. Um, I, I I think I saw a tweet this morning that he has since retired. I'm not sure if that's confirmed. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good week for British wrestlers. Um, not just Jimmy Havoc. Uh, I don't know if you guys covered this last week, but on the WWE NXT UK side, we we got we saw uh, allegations thrown against the Guerrero and Travis Banks. Yeah, so none of them are with the company anymore. Jack Gallagher, Travis Banks, Ligero, all gone. Uh, Yung si Anore and Jimmy Havoc, um, not on TV, AEW. Uh, But yeah, we got to talk about the women. Um, Sorry for that. We had to pivot to the uh, discussion about um, speaking out again. Uh, But yeah, I think this is a good chance for Penelope Ford to step up, but I think it's still Hikaru Shida's match to win. Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's going to be a Hikaru Shida. Uh, filler for her reign, if you will. Filler defense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a I, Shida showcase. I, sorry. I also think that this is a filler for that uh, matchup that she and Britt Baker are bound to have because Britt Baker is also still pretty over despite her injury. I mean, Ali Poris and and Reba slash Rebel uh, from, the, from those of you who watch Epac, right? So it's just, it just goes to show but they're bi- they're building her up as well, so I'm I'm really interested to see how this all turns out. But for this matchup, I'm going with Ikarushida. Yeah, sobrang galing lang ni Dr. Britt Baker. I'm I'm a huge fan of what she's doing. I think uh, she's um she's one of those characters that brings a smile to my face, kahit na sobrang annoying niya. Like I love how she just dicks around uh, Tony Schiavone and Reba, and how annoying and grating she is. She she's doing a really good job. Yeah, she reminds me a lot of a female Jericho, right? with the way that she thinks she's better than everybody, how she how she bosses people around. It's so it's very entertaining, and right? it's one of the better parts of AEW. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jericho is actually coaching her on the mic. 
actually, um, according to the AEW podcast where she was the guest, she works with Jericho closely in terms of her her gimmick and her promos. Um, beyond that, I don't know, but and that's what she says. Yeah, I'm 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 jealous now. I'm very very jealous. All right, uh, last two matches for night one of Fighter Fest. You've got the TNT Championship on the line between Cody and Jake Hager. Hmm. Huh. Oh, I think it's a good time for Cody to drop it. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it could really go both ways here. It could go both ways. I, I feel like Hager, just because he needs something, like he's been the enforcer for the longest time, so, and that's fine. You know, like if you're gonna build a resume in AEW, why not start with the TNT Championship? And what do you think about this idea? Uh, Jake Hager wins, and then the next Dynamite uh, episode after Fighter Fest, he comes out with a fully completed championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think um, I, I want to say Hager wins, but Cody. I mean. Let's be real. This is a championship that uh, was given to Cody, and you know Lance Archer couldn't even win it himself. So I think that there's a huge chance that uh, Cody could still win it for himself and retain the championship. Yeah, boy, they, yeah. You mentioned Lance Archer and things change. I still say Hager. Um, so like it with Hager. All right. And finally, uh, you've got a match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship between Kenny Omega and Adam Page, the champions and the challengers' best friends. So uh, I'm not sure if you guys were able to see yung promo package nila on Dynamite. I loved how they did it. You my commentary from uh, Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross and Taz. Tapos parang nagbabangayan din sila. Um, I, I love how that was done. So props to AEW for the production value. And um, you, best friends, they're always there, but, but they're not always in the spotlight. So it's one of those rare, uh, rare times. Now, finally, they're they're um, they're in a marquee match, and against Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Page. Pa. That said, I think this is another one of those filler matches. I think it's still Omega and Page who who are retaining the championships. Oh, interesting. I actually think it's best friends. Um, I feel like they want to build them up as a team that's worth. Uh, worth watching, worth being threatened by, uh, instead of being like joke time comedy wrestling team, or you know, or Orange Cassidy and friends. I don't even think they're a comedy team. I think see Orange Cassidy lang talaga yung pinaka comedy wrestler. But no, best think, friends think, actually take comedy. it seriously. No, no, they're. I can. I think they're both. I think they're comedic and serious. Like they are. They're serious wrestlers, especially Orange Cassidy. If he wants to be serious for a moment, pero they have a funny element to them. Yeah, oh, what Rose said. I feel like, I feel like it's a perfect way to put a team that people aren't necessarily taking seriously over. You know, like they, they, they feel it feels exactly what what you said, Stan. it's just another bridging match, it's another walkover match for uh, Kenny and Adam Adam Page. But I feel like it's a perfect way to not only hoodwink the viewers of AEW, but also put like another team over. I'd like for that to happen. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to do it for Fighter Fest predictions for week one. Let us know what you think on social media, either here on the comment sections of Facebook page or on Twitter. 
uh, you know, we're going to try to answer them you know, as they come along. Uh, let's start to wrap things up here and talk about first slam anniversary, which is happening later this month. Uh, we're getting wind of mga signings for Impact, so I'm I'm seeing uh, rumors about Rusev uh, potentially signing and and appearing at Slammiversary. I think there are reports then that Gallows and Anderson have signed with Impact, and that they did it primarily because that also allows them to work for New Japan. Are there yeah. any other names aside from uh, Eric Young and I believe EC3 who are uh, all going back to Impact Wrestling? Wala, yun pa lang. Um, I think uh, Gallows and Anderson, according to rumors, are a done deal. Yeah. Uh, so you can expect them either at Slammiversary or after Slammiversary. Especially since, you met, like you mentioned, they really want to work with New Japan again. And this allows them to do that. Yeah. Um, as for Renee Young, JK asks a live comments. Uh, what do you think about her big announcement tomorrow? I don't know. I'd like to be surprised. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk New Japan as we wrap things up here. New Japan Cup, uh, day six happened or is happening right now. Or patapos pa lang siya. So uh, patapos obviously, siya, yeah. Be- yeah, obviously because we've been recording for the last hour, we haven't seen it. I am in the process of catching up to day five right now. I had to take a quick break because I, I had a VO gig right before we started recording. So um, I've been enjoying it. Like it, It's one of the few wrestling shows that has actually brought me joy in this time. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, that. Definitely not the same kind of NJ, uh, NJPW content because uh, no for- not much in the way of foreigners. It's empty arena and all that. So you don't get the matchups that we're, we were supposed to get and we were promised earlier in the year. But uh, all things considered, because these guys wrestle at such a high level, uh, it's been a pretty good uh, first round and you know second round so far. Igao Chino, have you been watching the new yeah, Japan I, have, I actually forgot that this was happening. <laughs> so, so this is all. <laughs> I actually forgot that NJ Cup was, was happening. So, Thank you for your candor. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, lang, okay lang. Uh, You're forgiven. Oh, uh, I haven't watched for like a week, so I'm kind behind. Din ako. Uh, I enjoyed the yung, yung second round match of Hiromu and Toriyano. That was really uh, that was really nuts. Um, it was basically a comedy ma- comedy match from start to finish that didn't really involve a lot of wrestling. It was more of shenanigans. And Hiromu won by putting Toruyano in an elevator, sending it down to the first floor, and then making his way back to the ring to beat the twenty count. <laughs> I should watch that. I haven't seen the, the first. Match. The first show of the second round, so I'm gonna definitely gonna catch that. Yeah, yeah. sobrang katangahan niya. It also involved the, uh, it also involved two clippers and a pair of scissors and Yano trying to cut Hiromu's hair. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> sobrang nakagagun niya. So yeah, uh, if you're if you're looking for uh, shit to you know just make you forget about the the problems of the real world, I would recommend y- uh, Yano versus Hiromu, which is probably my pick of the week. Mm. Now that we're talking about okay. it. Okay. Sure. Sure. Pick of the week. How about you guys? Yeah, okay, yeah. Pick of the week for that. Pick of the week for that. Uh, my pick of the week is Tanahashi versus Tai Chi from the first round. Uh, tai Chi also won that match, one. Spoiler yeah. alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, it started slow, but it really escalated into a really good match. Because uh, as people know, Tai Chi can be good when he wants to be good, and I enjoyed that outing of Tai Chi. 
Yeah, shout out to uh, Sydney correspondent Brandon C from Smart Henry who's been uh, helping me contextualize myself with yung yung uh, wrestlers of New Japan. So like I didn't know much about Taichi other than yung history niya of um of infidelity and his affiliation with Suzuki Goon. So uh, it's really good to be talking to you, mga hardcore New Japan fans who like explain your history or the significance of certain matchups like uh, the round one matchup between Nagata and Suzuki. That was pretty good. Uh, because I had the background between the two of them. So if you're trying to get into New Japan, I recommend the New Japan Cup as a starting point because you'll get to see a lot of the, uh, the the Japanese talent. And if you have a friend who really knows their shit, ask them about it because they can really help explain a lot of the details. And the devil is in the details when it comes to New Japan. All right, uh, Chino, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, my pick of the week this week is going to go to NXT. Uh, with the very surprising pick of Jake Atlas versus Santos Escobar in a non-title match um, on, in the Q Cruiserweight division. That was really good. That was really good too. Yeah, I, I, like, I just love. I love King Cuerdo. Uh, King yeah, Cuerdo. So do I. Hijo de Fantasma, Santos Escobar, or whatever you want to call it, is easily one of my favorites. Watching Lucha Underground and the fact that he's here now in NXT, flying his craft. I feel like. They have a hold of somebody who can easily match up with um, Angel Garza in terms of somebody who can actually speak English, who's charismatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. who is Latino, which is the market they desperately want to hold on to. That's why they keep. That's why they have Rey Mysterio there still, I guess. Right? It's 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 compelling wrestling to me watching. I agree. Him. Him and uh, Legada, El, Legada del Fantasma get people around. It's good. It's good shit. Yeah, really good shit. Um, if, if there's like a contest to be the next Eddie Guerrero, I'm all for it. Because both Garza and uh, Santos Escobar and Andrade, they're they're all really talented. So, yeah. um, I I I love all three guys. Um, really quickly on Jake Atlas. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, if a lot of people know that he's actually openly gay, and I love yeah. that they don't portray young sexuality is not part of his character. He's just a wrestler who happens to be openly gay, and I love it. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Also. He's also part Asian, and it's not anything that they also use to portray, even if reports say that he was signed because he was part Asian. Now, I don't know how viable these reports are. but I, <laughs> I haven't I, heard those. I haven't heard those at all. I, I, I read some bullshit, <laughs> clickbait shit some time ago. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is that for Jake Atlas to be his own person, not defined by his race or his sexual orientation, it's actually something that's pretty impressive and surprisingly progressive uh, for the WWE. And I hope it stays that way. Yeah, sana, sana. It's, like, it's a sign of good things to come, if ever. Yep. All right. All right. That's going to bring us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you once again to everybody who's been tuning in. Uh, to people like JK, who says that one of his highlights of the week is watching the episodes of our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you guys for supporting Podcast Network Asia as well. And all of our endeavors, all of our podcasts, whether you mga solo podcasts namin or the group podcasts, the OGs, the newer ones, the ones we talked about, the ones with Filipino plugs, the ones with English plugs, everything else in between. Really appreciate it. Um, please keep supporting us. And one way to do that is by signing up for Kumu and following our account. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Again, 
at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Important siya because uh, later this month, we've got a huge episode that we will only be exclusively streaming via Kumu. So if, if you want to keep us uh, in the background, um, that's one way to do that. And uh, yeah, um, Chino, I think you have a plug. Yes, uh, tonight I'll be on the Pusok Pinoy Pusok Hapon stream slash podcast. We don't know what to call these things, guys. It's just basically comedians trying to do shit because we can't do shows. So go on Facebook, look for Israel Buena Obras page. That's at Israel Good Work. Um, and you can find the Pusok Pinoy Pusok Hapon uh, stream. And I'll be on there. And tomorrow I will be on the Bubble Show, which is part of the Cool Pals Verse. They have four or five offshoots now just because these fuckers are instigating people to start their own podcast. So kaya then, listen, if you want to start a podcast, why not? You can start the wrestling wrestling podcast please. But that's tomorrow. Uh look for the pop up show <laughs> tonight. Look for Israel Good Work. I'll be all those. All right. Thank you for that, Chino. And thanks again to everybody. Uh, we'll catch you again next week for another live episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Hopefully, Camus will be back. And hopefully, none of us will have slap soil internet. Until then, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay noisy for the right reasons. Fight for our freedoms. Use your noise, use your platforms for that and not much else. Uh, on behalf of Raf Camus and Chino Liao and Ro Moran, my friends and co-hosts, my name is Stan C saying thank you very much and we are out of here. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 